As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus said to Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See your king, to, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. While others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Hey, great job. I was tickling someone's back of their head as they were walking in, and they kept going like this. And one of the guys who ushers says, That's why we pass these out after church. Um, so, you know, Palm Sunday is, is this wonderful uh, celebration where in that time when Christ was here, the, the Jewish people really had this firm belief that Jesus was the new king that was going to free them from Roman captivity. They had these very strong expectations, and that was what they were celebrating as he was riding in on this donkey. And if you've thought about expectations, you know, the expectations are a huge part of our life. You know, when you get married, you have expectations to start a job or a new job, or you get a new boss, you know, you have expectations. When I was dating my wife, she uh, thought it would be funny to layer uh, anchovies underneath a hot dog and uh, put on the mustard and ketchup and give it to me. And um, she loves anchovies. I've learned, to, I've learned to tolerate them, but they aren't my passion. Um, and uh, I had very different expectations of what that hot dog would taste like. Uh, and if you'd like to know what that hot dog tastes like, put an anchovy or two or three or four under your hot dog, and you will, yeah, enough said. How many like anchovies here? Oh, you do? So you would like a hot dog with anchovies? Mm, okay, all right, very good. So, so here it is, they, that they have these expectations of, of Christ you know, beginning a new rule and a new reign. After all, for a number of years, the people have been following him. He's been, they've followed his teachings. They've followed his miracles. And, and here they are so excited. And I like to think of Palm Sunday as really the tale of two kings. And, and why do I say that? Because I think Palm Sunday, it's, this, it's the tale of King Jesus coming in on a donkey, but he's not the king that everybody expected. He was a king, and he was offering a rule and reign, and he was offering a freedom, but he was offering a spiritual rule and a spiritual reign, and he was offering a freedom from sin. 
And why do I say two kings? Two kings because I think when we have uh, King Jesus in our lives and then we have um, ourselves, I believe we by default function as sort of kings of our lives. I like to picture that each one of our hearts has a little throne and we get to sit on it. And when we, when we make Christ the king of our life, we, we actually get off the little throne of our heart and we say, okay, King Jesus, you can come and sit on that throne. You can govern, you can rule, and you can reign. And, and that's, you know, that you never know when you actually pray those kinds of prayers what you're going to get, right? Because it, all of a sudden you're not in the driver's seat anymore. And you're, you're taking a position of yielding and following as opposed to trying to run the show. Uh, recently, I, some in our congregation know I took a trip to Bolivia, and it, it totally illustrates this whole idea of different expectations. I was traveling with a guy, and this was the first trip I'd ever been to South America, and it was the first trip that I, was, uh, I and another guy were just there to encourage some missionaries. These missionaries have been in the country, I think, about 19 years. They started the first care home that for handicapped kids. Most of the time, they'll just leave, these kids just die. And they started an orphanage for handicapped kids. And in fact, this couple is so big-hearted, they have four biological kids, and they adopted 11 more. And we got a chance to stay with them. They had a kid with spina bifida, a kid with Down syndrome. Another kid with some hearing and some other, uh, you know, they're not even sure what uh, was going on with them. But the, one of the parts of the trip that was so different for me was the travel. Because I got up at 3 in the morning to get to the airport at 4 in the morning. We're picking the, my, the guy up that works for this NGO, and, and he calls me, and he says, they changed our flight, so we won't make any of our other flights. And they didn't reroute the whole trip. He says, the best thing to do is we'll just show up at the airport. So we show up at the airport at four in the morning. And, and, and they reroute our trip. So instead of getting in at 9.30 in the evening that day, we we're going to get in at three in the morning the next day. So we end up flying, I think, to Houston, Houston to, um, I, think it was, I think it was Lima, Peru. And then we get on this plane and it's supposed to go into Santa Cruz and the the, it's a Spanish airline, they all put your seat up, blah, blah, blah. The, then they said, okay, you're not putting your seat up, lean it back. And then all of a sudden, you know, after a little while, we land. And my phone says, welcome to Chile. And I'm like, what the heck? How are we in Chile? And they didn't let us off the plane. We had to stay on the tarmac. Then they told us we're going to refuel. And then they got us to Bolivia, Santa Cruz, around 6.30 in the morning. And then I had to fight with customs for about two hours because they told me I needed to buy a, a ticket to a hotel in order to get my visa. I said, I'm staying with my friend. It's right here in the letter. No, you need a ticket to a, you need to show you that you have a night booked in a hotel. No, I'm too. So I finally wore them down because they kept sending me back and forth to different places. They kept me over here. Then they sent me back over here. Then they sent me back over here. And I just kept looking at them. So after about two hours, around 830, we got out of the airport. And then the missionary that we were there to encourage, they'd had a roach infestation in their home, and so they were getting their home totally, totally sprayed multiple times and fumigated, and, and uh, I found out we had a five-hour drive up into the mountains. But it had been raining, and so as we were driving up into the mountains, 
There were boulders that had fallen from the sides of the cliff in the road as big as cars. There are trees in the middle of the road. There was, it reminded me of snow. There are these wonderful mudslides that we were cruising through, just sliding all over. And I remember, you know, normal people might be a little concerned, but I was so tired, I just kept dozing off and going, oh, this is interesting. And I didn't mind at all. It's just like, boy, I'm tired. Wow, look at that boulder. Oh, look at all those trees we're going around. Oh, this is mud. And, and uh, so finally around 3 in the morning, or 3 in the afternoon, we got there the next day. And... And I said that because I really felt like the Lord said, I want you to go and encourage this family. But when we say yes to God, we don't know the details behind it. And I felt like there, there are two people here this morning. There are those that started following Christ and are disillusioned and frustrated and because they don't like how their life is unfolded. They don't, they don't like, hey, if this is what following Jesus is like, I don't really like it. And, and I would say every, every one of the disciples, the apostles, except for John, you know, gave their life for their faith. You know, that was what it cost them. But then the other, the other is, is some maybe have never said, hey, I need a king in my life. I, I, I want to have King Jesus. And, and if, that's, if that's you, then it's just really a simple prayer, just saying, Lord Jesus, I, I come into my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I want to follow you. I want to get off that little throne, and I want to ask you to sit on that throne. And I will, don't really know what the future holds, but I will begin to follow, and you lead. And so I always think of the story of Palm Sunday as the tale of two kings, King Jesus and King Us. And it's a challenge to say, okay, I, I need a king. We know that the people, and you, most of you should know this, the, the people were so disillusioned that they crucified Christ. And that's what we remember on Good Friday. And then we remember God vindicating him in his resurrection on Easter. And so it's a wonderful celebration. So I'm going to have a prayer. And then you know what's coming? The second donkey, okay? It was Rebecca's little, Rebecca's little joke. Yeah. Okay, let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your mercy and your grace in our lives, for Palm Sunday, for the tale of two kings. And we just take an opportunity to put you back on the throne of our hearts and say, lead and direct our lives for your glory. We need a leader. We need a savior. We need a Lord. And maybe you've never prayed a prayer like that before and you just say, Lord, just be my Lord. Be my savior. Come into my life and lead and direct it. And thank you for a Sunday that we can celebrate that you truly are king. And someday you're going to come again, and we'll all know that Jesus Christ is king and Lord. Amen.